Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Welcome to Starting a Counseling Practice. We are bringing you an encore presentation of our Marketing Masterclass Recession Edition. Therapists from around the country, around the world, five different continents came together to do this training live. And they told us that it absolutely transformed their practices, gave them skills that they could use in their sessions that same day. And it is already transforming their marketing and the clients they're attracting. So we're bringing it here with you for the next four days. Enjoy and let us know how you, how you like it. Welcome, welcome. It's day two. Welcome to the Marketing Masterclass. This is our recession edition. Whether you are about to start a practice, you're growing a practice, you're already successful, or you're going to scale a group practice, you're here because you want to have a private practice where clients get awesome outcomes. And we know you're committed to continuing to serve your communities in the midst of this pandemic while we're facing a recession. It is an honor to see so many of you here with us today. Yesterday was amazing. And it just shows us how much you love this work and long to reach the people who are needing you right now. I'm Kelly Higdon. And I'm Miranda Palmer. And together we are Zinni Me. We've been helping therapists across the world to build practices since 2010. This is the second training in our series of four training videos, three CE eligible, make sure you watch them all. In this workshop, we'll be teaching you how to create an ethical and responsible marketing plan through the marketing message you put out into the world. This masterclass is a recession edition, meaning that we're updating the information to be relevant to what we're all experiencing globally at this very moment. Many of you want to shore up your business so that it can pivot and adjust to whatever comes your way. And we also know that in times of crisis, our work can give us meaning and focus and hope towards the future. There is power in community. Yes. And that's why we're so glad you guys are here. We see it every time with our boot campers and on webinars like this. You are not alone. We will get through all of this together. And our hope is that on the other side of it, your business will come out stronger. So who is here? Because they want to continue helping those who they do great work with. You want the phone to ring and to be booking clients to start their journeys of healing, right? Like who is here for that, right? Like, wow, that's what we're here for. Um, so we are going to be digging into just that today. We're going to turn off our videos to make sure that we have the best sound quality and we don't have any issues with that. So we will see you at the end for some Q&A as we kind of dig into this. So don't think anything went wrong with that. <sighs> you want to work with clients that you love working with and you want to make sure they have great outcomes in therapy. And you want those ideal clients to read your marketing message and be compelled to call and excited to schedule with you, right? That is what we're going to be digging into today. Um, yesterday, we talked about how outcomes are the cornerstone of your private practice, why they have such an impact on your business and your marketing, and even how just having conversations about outcomes can improve your outcomes, right? 
We taught you how outcomes can lead to more referrals and a more stable business. We also taught you all how to delve deeper and gave you a script for how to have a powerful outcome conversation with your clients. If you missed that training, the recording is available in the pop-up um, in the classroom um, over, you can also still see it in here, but we will have it loaded up in the classroom where we have all the homework and um, we re highly recommend you catch that first one. It's very powerful. Um, here are some things that um, people said during and after the training. Um, this outcomes conversation was very powerful when my client said this was like a course evaluation, except it will actually benefit me. Oh my gosh. Um, people said that they felt wonderful and effective after the exercise. Um, been in private practice for nearly 20 years and find the information helpful and inspiring. I wish I had Zanini as a resource when I first started. I really enjoyed the webinar yesterday. I'm feeling inspired by connecting the value of my work to the marketing in a clear, confident way. So many of you took action. If you had even one outcome conversation with your client since yesterday, we would love to hear about it. What did you learn? from yesterday. Type, I learned that. Oh, look at all that. That's awesome. I, I, you guys are already ahead of the game because of the slide. I love it. I learned more information from my clients. I learned how important and rich it can be to talk about what isn't working for the client. Yes. And I saw that you were saying you wanted to do more anti-racism work and things like that. Imagine the power for people to be seen in that way. Um, I learned, oh, I can't read it all. <laughs> I keep skipping. You guys are amazing. We doubt in those conversations, your clients told you that you hold space. Did anyone have your client say, you hold space for me? Or I appreciate your transformational guidance. Or they appreciate your strength-based, brief, strategic, therapeutic approach. Mm, probably not. <laughs> Instead, we are going to bet that they said more of what it's like to be in a relationship with you. They shared what qualities that you exude that are most impactful to them. They shared the things that you said or did that helped them make an internal shift. They may have mentioned the session that had a specific impact on them. You might have been surprised at the moments that transformed them most because to you, it was an average session. You might have heard of moments where you could have done something differently too, and it allowed you to get better as a therapist. This outcomes conversation that you have been having with clients not only enriches relationship and makes you a better therapist as you integrate the feedback into how you do the work, it also changes the way you talk about what you do. Your message is critical to helping the clients that are the right fit for you. You guys, oh my goodness. I can't read it fast enough because it keeps skipping, but I'm sure you guys are all reading along with me a bit and scrolling over here. We love looking at what has come out of the outcome conversations because our clients articulate what we do better than we do sometimes. They have an experience that is not clouded by our years of academic rigor and training. And that experience, the language they use is what will make your messaging not only unique, but compelling. There's a reason that when you get direct referrals from past clients, that those people are so much more likely to schedule than a random person who calls you. Your client expressed so eloquently and beautifully what you do and how you help that it inspired hope and action in this person.
you're probably your client probably didn't just forward your website or say they are an EMDR therapist who specializes in transgenerational trauma. They shared how you help them in tangible ways that any lay person could understand. And they also shared what you were like in the per, in the room. One side of you knows exactly what we're talking about, but another part of you is jargon blind. Ooh, actually, got a little behind. Jargon blind and so used to these statements that you don't even realize what this information must sound like to the outside world. Which of these two messages are more compelling? What sticks out in your head and you actually remember? I provide a safe and non-judgmental space for couples in conflict utilizing Gottman and person-centered techniques, or I help angry couples to rediscover their love and heal the past hurt so they can live without the daily conflict. You want a message that is clear and transformational. That message could be something you share in an elevator, on your website, in a directory listing, or in a video. It doesn't matter the medium per se. Once you get clear in your message, you will see how you can tweak the message for any medium in a way that makes sense for you and your clients. Don't worry, we'll talk about marketing plans and those mediums tomorrow. Today, let's get clear on the message because without a compelling message, it won't matter how many places you list your website, how many times you share on social media, or how many ads you send to your website. You will not easily attract the clients that you need to have a stable and successful practice. Please hear us. Your messaging will be the difference between being of service to your community and just being noise and adding confusion for people who are looking for help. A transformational message is one that meets the future client where they're at. <clears throat> it speaks to them in such a way they feel like you know them. They may even wonder if you were hanging out in their house last night when they were crying over what happened at work or that fight they had with their partner. That connection is therapeutic. Before you even have your first session, it tells a person you are not alone. There's someone in the world that understands and knows how to help you through it. I remember sitting in a session and actually this is Kelly. <laughs> Kelly remembers sitting in a session and a client describing what they were going through as it was as though it was a tunnel. And at the end of the tunnel was a teeny tiny light. For them, she was holding the light. She was the person who gave them hope and bridged the gap between what they were going through and what would be on the other side of all that pain. And session after session, the light at the end of the tunnel got bigger. She gets chills every time she thinks about it, like every time we've talked about it. And does that impact how she talked about her work as a therapist? Of course. I'm here now. Tempers will often share. I had a call today and the person said that they felt like my website was speaking directly to them, that they just knew that I could help with them, help them based on what I wrote before they'd even spoken to me. There was a rapport and trust before they'd even shared a phone conversation. Can you see how that makes the first conversation so much more helpful for you and your client? I do think a lot about that client actually as Miranda's reading it. Um, and I think about them often and it transformed the way I did my messaging completely. Just imagine how having this good kind of messaging can impact that connection on the first session and beyond when you have a transformational message. That connection developed through the marketing message gave someone the courage and the motivation to take action. Calling a therapist is scary. I know some of you have done it and it's not easy. I've done it numerous times, still don't like it. 
That is why today's masterclass is so critical. Your message is the difference between inaction and action, between staying stuck and healing, between people getting the help they desire or being all alone with their pain. So today we're gonna to show you how to take the language and the feedback from your outcomes conversations and transform them into a compelling, connected and meaningful message that will encourage clients to call you. This formula is something we teach to our boot campers and something we help them refine. And to be honest, I think I've written content for over a thousand therapist websites. If you're a boot camper, you know, you know how much we've written. Both the two of us, our eyeballs have read tens of thousands of web pages, right? Each boot camper can get feedback on their messaging in our live working sessions. So we're going to make this look and sound easy. I want to give that caveat. And it is, but it takes practice, right? So if this feels a little different than what you've read on other websites, that's okay too. It's a simple formula and your messaging will get better the more you refine and practice. When you have a message that connects and converts into clients, you end up getting more clients that are good fit for the clinical work that you do, resulting in better outcomes. A transformational message will also weed out the people who aren't a good fit and direct them to where they need to go, which to be honest is helpful to them because no one wants to spend their time calling a list of therapists that aren't right for them. They want to get the help they need sooner than later. When you integrate your outcomes into this messaging, you move into establishing trust in future therapeutic relationships. You elicit the person reading or hearing the message to take action, which means more people get help and that reduces the stigma and normalizes attending therapy and getting help. You might be scratching your head wondering, but the phone isn't even ringing. People are losing their jobs. There's been a global pandemic and a recession. Nobody wants therapy. And we're here to say that isn't true. People want therapy. People are calling and scheduling with therapists right now. But things have changed, and to get and keep your phone ringing, you need to be more clear than ever with your message. The first point of evaluation to see if your mess is to see if your message is clear. Think about it. Right now, people are definitely hurting, but they're also tired and fatigued. They need you to meet them where they're at, making it easy for them to make a decision to call you. A clear message is everything to make this happen. People also have less mental space right now to intuit what you mean. They're spending all day trying to make sense of all the political, social, and scientific information they're trying to process. When they see your message, we want it to be clear and to connect deeply so they can feel confident to call you and have some hope in the midst of all this fear. You may have also had a great message about your niche that had people calling, but it doesn't apply to doing work online. So you may need an alternate page on your website and marketing message for working with your niche or your clients in alternate modalities like video or telephone. Okay, we know that you have seen a lot of people talk about marketing messages and that many of them feel gross and salesy. We will not be asking you to ever do anything that feels icky, ever, right? We pinky promise. We won't offer anything that you don't believe in. You won't lie to people. You will not mislead them. You will ensure that you have the skill and the expertise to help them. Even if that means some extra consultation right now in providing telehealth or whatever kinds of services that you are doing. 
you are not salesy or slimy. So this is where a lot of therapists get stuck and they stop sorting through what they can do right now. Take a moment. Do you sincerely want to help or do you want to cash in on people's pain? Are you having therapy surge pricing to take advantage of, of a need? Are you buying up all the self-help books that people need right now so that you can resell them at four times the price? No, none of you are doing that. I highly doubt it. <laughs> you are just showing up for your community. So there's a clear difference between marketing and taking advantage of people. And we are here to help you find the people who you can help well. We're going to ask you to do three things in this message. First is be real and authentic. Be clear about the transformation your clients are looking for and let them know what to do next. Okay. We call this the authentic transformation proposition. We're going to lead you through it. You'll hear us use the ATP, authentic transformation proposition. And guess what? You already do this every day. Every single day you have real authentic conversations with people. You meet them where they're at and give them options for taking steps um, towards making change that they desire. This is what you already do. Not only does this work really well, but we know you can learn this and do this because we've taught thousands of therapists like you, introverts, extroverts, ambiverts, multilingual therapists, group practice owners, therapists of color, super niche therapists, queer therapists, faith-based therapists, general practices, rural and city therapists, therapists from collectivist upbringings, therapists from independent cultures and any other ist you can imagine. We've worked with all of it since 2010 and we know it works. So who here is ready to learn a skill that's gonna help them reach the clients that need them more effectively? Yes, type yes in the chat. So we know y'all are still here and ready to rock. Have a piece of paper and a pen, okay? And access to the outcome conversations that you did yesterday. I love it. Mm. So let's walk through the steps of forming this message. After this training, you can go into our free community and download the worksheet that will walk you through these steps as well. Okay, everyone hear this. There is a worksheet after this that you can download. So don't panic about the slides. Okay, step one, let's meet your clients where they're at. Let's pull up those notes from the outcome conversations or maybe pull them up in your mind. And we want you to identify one client in particular that you'd really like to have more of in your practice. If you didn't have a chance to do the homework, just imagine your favorite client and what they might say. Don't worry if you have a lot of clients that you'd love to work with. You can come back, listen to the recording, or download the homework to do this for each one. For now, just choose one. And remember, if you're working with kiddos, pull up the notes from the conversations that you had with the parents. It's important to engage the person who gets to choose when therapy starts or stops initially, right? So wait, what about the pandemic and the economy? Should I write my marketing message to address the pandemic and recession and what clients are experiencing now versus what they're experiencing when they first started therapy? We know that right now with the pandemic and the economy, it's gonna be a little harder for you to hold the space of what your ideal client normally looks like versus what they're experiencing right now. I might argue that what they're experiencing is also a magnification of what has been there all along. However, you can practice a skill and process for both versions of your ideal client. 
but give yourself permission to do that one at a time. If your brain is focusing on context shifting and trying to bring up both versions of our current reality, you may struggle. The beauty of this process is that you can use this same formula over and over again to create impactful marketing messages, no matter what the circumstances are. We believe you should use this process to do the following right now during what we're facing globally. First, practice this process for normal life, which we'll be showing you today. And then second, you'll repeat the process and write a marketing message that speaks to this process that's specific to the way you're working and helping right now. We all need to spend more time educating and preparing people for online therapy or phone therapy. You also need to prepare yourself for how to talk about it with confidence. That message may be pandemic um, specific, or it might just be your future online or telephone therapy page if you're loving telehealth and you want to offer it on an ongoing basis, or if you've always offered it but you never put a page up on your website about it. Third, use the same process to write a marketing message that directly relates to the pandemic or economic uncertainty. Maybe this becomes a new specialty page on your website, or maybe you use this marketing message to write a love letter to your ideal clients and what they're going through on your blog, or use this to get clear in your messages you want to share on social media, Facebook or Instagram Lives, YouTube videos, etc. So for today, unless you've done this process with us before, let's give you permission to just write for the normal life client and then come, uh, come back for the second two parts after the training. The process works, recession or not, whether you're creating a specialty page for your website, revamping your homepage, or just getting crystal clear on the underlying message of hope that you want to weave into every bit of education and community support that you're putting out into the world. Okay, let's dig in, right? <sighs> Go back to the first two questions from the outcomes conversation. What did your daily life look like immediately prior to starting therapy? What was the last straw when you decided to reach out to a therapist? And what did you type into Google when you started looking? And now look at their intake form from their first session as well. What did they write down at that time as their chief complaint or the reason they were seeking therapy? If you have two or three similar clients, it's okay to meld their outcome answers into one super client as well. This will help you to paint a picture of what your ideal client is going through in their own words. Using the language that your clients uses is important and powerful. Now that you have that image in your head uh, for this one ideal client, use those amazing powers of empathy to bring up other similar clients and start to tell the story of what this group of clients is experiencing on a daily basis. Here's an example to inspire you of what it looks like when you use the client's experience to paint a clear picture. Cindy Doyle, an LPC in Denton, Te Denton, Texas, specializes in helping law enforcement couples create successful relationships. She has a podcast, she's a trainer and consultant for other therapists, organizations, and law, law enforcement, um, and also runs a group practice. Here's how her website starts. You knew that law enforcement and a relationship or marriage was going to be tough. You knew it would include shift work, missed holidays, misconnection, loneliness, going to gatherings alone, or feeling like a single parent. You didn't realize quite the impact it would have. Your officer doesn't seem the same and at times seems aloof and sharp and cynical. As a spouse, you find yourself wondering, what's it gonna be like when they walk in the door or you see them next? What happened to the person you fell in love with? 
you find yourself being on eggshells and avoiding conversations due to the potential reaction. When you do try to talk to have a serious discussion, you realize your officers shut down or trying to fix it instead of listening. In the LEO world, it is the norm to feel disconnected from each other, frustrated at the lack of communication, lonely, angry at the situation or each other, naggy because you don't feel heard, irritated, and to struggle with intimacy. Whew, can you feel it? Do you get a clear picture of what this person is struggling with? If this was your life and you saw it written on a page like this from someone who really got it, how'd you feel? Heard? Supported, helpful, hopeful. Now, let's go back to your ideal client and what their daily life looks like right before they call for therapy. What's happening for them? What are the little things that keep adding up to lead them to reach out? Or is it one big event that rocks their world? Let's take two minutes right now to start writing that out, really painting the picture like you're a fly on the wall. And remember, you're gonna be able to do this for as many clients as you wish, so don't worry about who you are not speaking to. Only worry about who is right in front of you, just like when you're in a therapy session. Two minutes starting now. We're going to give you some space to write because you're going to walk away with something done today. Randy, you have to tell me when it's over. <laughs> You're going to see that screen where it says, what does their life look like right now before they call and reach out for help? That is what you're writing about. What does your client's life look like right before they decide, you know, I'm going to get help for this. <clears throat> it's the slide here. There. Lucia or Lucia. Sorry, I don't know how you say your name, but they're afraid of starting therapy because they've never done it. They feel like their lives are disastrous. Yes. Lucia, thank you. Names are important. Lucia. All right. And I know you're going to feel like, oh, that time went really fast. <laughs> But when you have a specific client in mind, it will go more easily and you will have a worksheet where you can work on this after this call. So be kind to yourself. It is okay if it's rough, if it needs some work and tweaking. For now, just give yourself a big old pat on the back for delving into your client's experience. I love seeing your experiences here.
Right. Oh, wow. Great. Terrorized, overwhelmed, alone. Okay. How are you guys feeling after writing this? Thank you for sharing some of this stuff. Kanisha, overwhelmed, out of place, substance recovery, stressed, anxious, on the brink of crying. Wow. Great, thank you for being bold and brave and sharing you guys. Wow, look at this. Oh, I love this. You never planned to be ill. Oh, I know who you work with. Now I know exactly who you're working with. All right, so let's look at Joanne Kim's ATP from her psychotherapy practice in San Jose. Um, and she works with individuals struggling with replicating patterns in relationships. Why do I always end up in hurtful relationships? I just want to be loved. And why are we always fighting? I'm so tired of feeling rejected or misunderstood. So confused and overwhelmed by all of these emotions. Yours, mine, and ours. I feel stuck, hurt, and alone. Woo, you guys, do you feel that? So like Amber, I have nightmares. There's more worries over the small things, right? There you go. My kid is failing and I just can't take it. They won't talk to me about it. I'm worried. I don't know what to do, right? We know it can be scary and disorienting doing this and it can be harder to do this if you're not actively working with your ideal client. But this is where your ability to empathize and really step into people's shoes comes in. You are truly more capable of this than you realize. All of you, please hear that. We also know that even though we said you can do this process as many times as you want for multiple types of clients, many of you are having trouble narrowing your focus down to just one for now. And we get that. It feels counterintuitive, but we've worked with lots of diverse and group practices, and this does work to attract great diverse clients into your practice. It also can feel a little odd if you're working with kids or teens to be speaking to the parents directly, especially if you haven't always loved working with their parents. <laughs> uh, one fun tip is to really think about the favorite parents you've worked with and write your website to attract the kind of parents that allow you to do your best work. Erin Bennett is a play therapist and parent coach in Littleton, Colorado, and she focuses on attracting the parents who want to learn and are willing to do the coaching to help their kiddos get on track as quickly as possible. She knows she only gets these kids one hour a week, and the parent can make a huge impact with the right specialized coaching specific to their kids' unique needs. Here's the start of her ATP on her homepage. Your kid is a great little human. But some days, the things that they do say and experience are so intense, and you are at a loss of what they need or how to respond. She really taps in, into the experience of being a parent in just one sentence, right? Even in those few moments, she directs people to the other pages on her site to learn more about parent coaching or play therapy, and she goes into much more detail, painting a picture. But even in those first few lines, I think she taps into the ultimate pain that the parent is experiencing. Ultimately, that is our goal in therapy, isn't it? To meet people where they're at, normalize their pain, and build trust and rapport for treatment. All right, let's go to step two. Now, if we just describe the pain and frustration that someone is in, that isn't particularly helpful. We see people sharing pain and complaining on social media all the time. It's time to move from validating their experience and start to provide them hope for the future. This isn't the time for false promises 
or crazy claims, nor is the time to offer platitudes of vague hints of how you can help. You need to let people know how you help and how you work. Remember, this is real informed consent. For those favorite clients, let's dig into these questions from the transformation conversation. What do you recall feeling during and immediately after that first session? What's changed for you since you've been in therapy? What's it been like to come to therapy and be in this room together? What's been the most helpful part of therapy? Looking forward, what would need to change for you to know that you were ready to graduate? You may notice that we skipped over a few. Don't worry, these questions will help you in other areas of your clinical work and marketing. It is all really good information. Look over these answers for that ideal client or super client that you created. Notice the words and phrases that your clients used. Notice how they describe the transformation that they received and the transformation that they want. So let's head back over to Cindy and those law enforcement couples again and explore how she describes the transformation that her clients receive, right? Um, the next slide, let's see. But you are too strong, smart, and freaking stubborn to become a statistic or stay miserable. If you are convinced it doesn't have to be this way, you are right. I've helped couples starting out and couples at the bitter end Find a path to living a healthy, happy, connected, rockin' marriage without having to give up a career they love. My name is Cindy Doyle, and I am an LEO wife and a therapist who has been there, done that, and I'm here to help you avoid the mistakes, missteps, and find the connection that you both so sorely want so that your home life can truly be your respite and retreat from the crazy world out there. Notice she does... Not, she's not talking about lowering the incidences of marital distress or increasing marital satisfaction. She is sharing how her real couple clients talk. We want more connection. We keep making the same mistakes and we're tired of it. I want our marriage to rock. Do you think officers might talk about the crazy world out there? She's using their language. She talks about being an LEO wife or a law enforcement officer wife, a piece of jargon that they all use and understand. So now it's your turn. And don't focus on the comparisons piece. Your message will be uniquely yours. Cindy has been honing this message over time for years and will still tweak it from time to time based on her experiences with clients. You're just working on that ugly rough draft today, okay? Let's take two minutes and start to go back to those questions to tap back into the words that your clients use to describe what therapy with you is like, how it helps and the transformation they are looking for. Those questions of what do you recall feeling during and immediately after the first session? What's changed for you since you've been in therapy? What's it been like to come here and be in this room together? What's been most helpful? Looking forward, what would need to change for you to know that you were ready to graduate or be done? So we're gonna, Miranda's gonna do the timer because she's always keeping me on time. <laughs> and uh, you're gonna write down what therapy with you is like, how it helps and the transformation that your clients are searching for using the language from those conversations with your clients.
feel like we need some background music. Hmm. You're writing down what therapy with you is like how it helps that person and the transformation your clients are searching for. Using the language of the clients You guys are already sharing. I love it. All right. So you started that rough draft of your part two. Check in with yourself. What's that experience like? Giving words to what you often innately do. We know it can be hard when you're still working out the kinks, but a supportive community to try things out can be so powerful as you're honing your marketing message. <clears throat> I'm seeing a lot of relief being posted. Um, let's head back to Erin Bennett, our play therapist and parent coach in Littleton, and look at her step two. My name is Erin Bennett, and I'm an ex expert in all things kids. I can help you finally get to the bottom of what your unique child needs to thrive, experience joy, and be healthy. Whether I work with your child directly through play therapy or teach you my wizard ways through parent coaching, we will get to the bottom of your child's needs so you and your family feel confident, happy, and in flow. Yes. Um, one client said it's helpful to be accountable, consistently showing up. I feel relieved I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, that there's hope, there's options to live my life through my illness or disability. My clients show that they feel relief, right? So it's, um, I help my clients feel relief that they can finally be honest without being judged and empowered to follow their dreams. Awesome. Okay. Yes, I love seeing all these. We have been teaching this process to therapists since 12, and we've seen a gang of therapists get stuck. We get so fearful of making false promises or giving unrealistic expectations that we give no expectations. Ever checked out one of those treatment planner books? I used to thumb through and worked at the hospital, and the first goals of treatment were always installation of hope. And I always wondered, how do I install hope? What does that actually look like? It took me a long time to realize that clients need that somebody gets them and is willing to help them find the path to change, even if they can't individually help them, right? I would always make a promise to clients that came in, usually it would come up over the phone. 
I can't promise how quickly you reach your goals or even that I can help, but I can promise that I'll do my best and if what we're doing isn't working, we'll change it until it does or I'll help you find someone that can help. I installed hope in them that I cared about their progress deeply and that that was my ultimate goal, not just a paycheck. Okay, time for step three. It's time for taking action. You've painted a picture of their experience, shared who you are and how you help, and now you need to invite them to take action. For many of you, that will involve asking them to call you for a free 15-minute phone consultation or schedule one online. For some of you, it might look like them getting on your newsletter or even learning more about your services. Your call to action is going to let the person know what their next step is and the benefit, what the benefit is of taking that step. Let's head back to Cindy, our law enforcement couples expert and podcaster. While she does traditional couples therapy and intensives in her Texas private practice, she has other options for law enforcement couples as well since she's a national audience. Here is Cindy's call to action. How can I help you and your partner reconnect today? Listen, check out the podcast for police officers and police wives where we delve into the topics that people outside of, the wor of this world just don't get. Take action. Download your free intimacy ops plan so you can start bringing on the heat in and out of the bedroom. Notice that both of these calls to action don't just say what to do, but also what the person will get from that experience. And since each of these are on her website and she simply links directly to the action she wants them to take. And so it makes it really easy. And finally, notice that she uses language that makes sense for her ideal clients. Now it's your turn. Let's take two minutes to write out what action you want someone to take and how it will help help them. If you now this is important. If you do not have a full practice making a great income, we highly recommend your call to action be to call to schedule a free 15 minute phone consultation as the next step for any type of online marketing, whether it be a page on your website or a directory listing. Do not start with trying to build an email list or newsletter. If you have a therapy practice that's struggling, always go for the phone consult, okay? So we're gonna do a two minute timer again for you guys to start your process. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started.
So for most of you, this previous slide is not particularly helpful. So I wanna be really clear. I'm gonna show this to you um, briefly, but for most of you, your, your call to action is actually going to be to have them contact you for free 15 minute phone consultation so that, and what are they gonna get out of it? Can I just say, Miranda has to mute. It's more than seeing if you're a good fit. That initial consultation can give them hope, give them the next steps for their plan of action, can actually be the start of them finding relief from their anxiety. And same for a group practice, Leslie. What is that initial consultation? It starts the journey. It starts the process. It gives them um, their right next step. So it's more than just, let's see if we're a good fit, right? It's so much more valuable. Now for, for group practices, you're gonna create a call to action for each of the particular specialties. So it won't be a call to action for each of the clinicians, maybe on their about page, but it's going to be specific to what are those um, pieces. So if, you're, if you have a couple therapists that specialize in anxiety, you're gonna have an ATP for anxiety and a call to action for anxiety. If you have a few people that focus on play therapy for oppositional kids, you're going to have a ATP, this marketing message for that issue. And hey, here's the next step. Give us a call so that we can do blank, blank, and blank with you and your child. Okay. So let's look at, um, go back to Erin's call to action on her webpage. Her goal is to get parents to dig deeper into learning about her services or to schedule a consultation. She has a page for parent coaching and one for play therapy, and both of these pages have an in-depth, authentic transformation proposition. So her call to action is learn more about play therapy. It's clickable. Parent clickable. And contact me for a free 15-minute phone consultation today here. My counseling offices are here in Littleton, Colorado, and I also provide parent coaching to Colorado residents. Can you imagine I can be a bug in your ear at home while your kid is having a meltdown and walk you step-by-step step through how to respond? So cool. Notice that her call to action is personable, and it even integrates some keywords for search engine optimization. We won't be talking about SEO today, but it is some powerful stuff that you want to get the hang of to make sure your marketing message can reach your clients as effortly, effortlessly as possible. We know it can feel really uncomfortable asking people to call or schedule with you or just being directive in general, right? That's not in our nature. But remember, your client is likely in a certain amount of distress, right? And they're truly trying to figure out what to do next. Sometimes it's just nice to know what the next step is when you are in pain and struggling. In fact, eventually your whole website and all of your marketing activities will be integrated in what you learned in your conversations with clients, answering the questions, 
they have before they even have to ask them. It's going to lay their concerns and make it easy for them to call with the least amount of worry and anxiety. They already have enough barriers. Let's not add to it, right? During this past year, a lot of people have been unsure about how therapy works right now. They don't even know if you can help them. Uh, are you even open? <laughs> Your confidence about how you help is key here. Showing them that you can guide them through the process is important. And remember that if you're attracting the right clients, it will make those initial consult conversations so much easier. In addition, this is a skill you can learn. We've taught over a thousand therapists how to have those conversations and we can teach you too. You can do this, but for now, just stay focused on this first step of having a marketing message that compels clients to call you. One of our new boot campers uh, used our script for that conversation and scheduled three new people this week alone. So once you have the conversation, this combined with that just makes it all so much easier. So how are marketing messages changing in therapy practice that are still getting calls? Many of our clients who are still growing and sustaining are not rewriting their entire websites because of what's happened this year. If they already had a great ATP in place, but they are using this same process to write impactful blogs, create videos. You guys, these messages, same applies to videos, blogs. They pull together old blogs and videos for their ideal clients, and they're using it as a basis for who they reach out to in their communities and what they speak about. When you deeply get into the heads and hearts of what your clients were experiencing before and what they're experiencing now, it changes everything about the way you show up in the world. This marketing message doesn't just center your potential clients and help them focus. It also centers you and helps you focus. And yes, tomorrow we'll be talking about showing up with this message out in the world and how people are getting these messages out there in their marketing so the phone keeps ringing. Now there are some common questions that come up when we teach about how to write the ATP. Is this making false promises? Never do you give a guarantee in your messaging, but we have to share the possibilities and your experience with outcomes. You can speak to those. We know that works. We should share that. It's unkind not to give clients any hope that things can get better. Remember, you will refer out someone if they aren't the right fit or you aren't making progress. We also worry, what if someone's left out? Let's imagine you specialize in working with parents and changing their parenting strategies. If you get a call from a parent who's convinced that their kid is the problem and is not interested in digging into parenting strategies for their unique kids, maybe it's okay if they don't call you and they find a therapist who better fits where they're at in that moment. You don't want to reject people with your words. You want to help them make the best decision for them. And if that isn't you, that's okay. You want people you know that you can help. What if I want to work with different groups of people? That is perfectly okay. We encourage you to have a page on your website for each of the ideal clients you want to work with. You wouldn't stand up and give a talk that just briefly listed all of your skills, would you? No, you'd tailor the talk to the needs of the audience. This is what your website is for. Feeling overwhelmed by the amount of work it takes to do that writing and market all those different things? Well, that may be the reason to narrow it down to your top one or two or three or five or 10, just based on time or energy. Remember, we have time. All right, so let's give you, ooh, Miranda, can you mute? I'm working on Let's give you our real life example of what we mean when we say you have time. 
How many of you have explored the amount of free resources on our website and in our community? Are you shocked at how much we teach and give away for free? The reason we can do that is because we have 10 years to develop resources and processes and expand our offerings. Our business school bootcamp for therapists is the best out there, probably because we've had the most time out of anyone out there to really refine and develop a program that works. And we spend the time delivering into outcomes to continually work towards improving those outcomes based on the response of our clients. This level of information didn't happen overnight. We make sure we find balance between not just doing lots of good things. We also make sure that we have a business model where we don't shy away from enrolling people in our boot camp. The few weeks a year where we share unabashedly about our boot camp and sell out our program fund all for the free resources we provide the other 48 weeks a year. In other words, nobody's business happens overnight. You have all the time you need to create your ultimate vision, but do it in a smart, sustainable way. Um, and Yes, right now, fears or a drop in caseloads can lead us to feeling panicked and feeling like more we do, the more we market to everybody, the more our practices will survive. But this just isn't sustainable and it isn't true. What if it isn't about who I work with as much as how I work? That's okay. You still need to find the commonalities your ideal clients are experiencing. Maybe you do brand spotting and your ideal client is someone who feels stuck after years of therapy. Here's an example of what you might write. You've been going to therapy week after week, year after year. You feel heard, you feel validated, but you don't feel different. You feel like you've become, just become an expert on your quirks and foibles, but what you deeply want is to release and let go, and it just keeps swirling in your head and your body. I work with a cutting edge therapy technique that has allowed my clients to make breakthroughs quickly and effectively and feel real deep change. Contact me for a free 15 minute phone consultation and find out how therapy with me using brain spotting can help you break through your stuck spot. What if I have a group practice? If you have a group practice, you'll get to know your clinicians and create market, marketing messages for your clinicians that bring them the best clients that they can retain and get great outcomes with one page at a time. What if I'm worried about being judged by other therapists? You teach your clients to be yourself, themselves, speak their truth and feel clear and confident. You deserve the same for you and your private practice. If other therapists are judging you, it's a reflection of their own stuff. You are here to help clients not impress your colleagues. Wow, guys. Whew, you've done a lot today. You know who you are, how you help, and how to talk about it. But there's more to this that you need to know about having a solid ethical marketing plan. And the next training, we're going to cover how to put that message out into the world in a way that works for you during this time and in ways that work beyond what's happening in our economy. A way of marketing, whether you're an intern, an ever, a speaker, a writer, a busy parent, or an entrepreneurial practice owner with multiple irons in the fire. We'll be sharing case studies from therapists who've taken this messaging formula and put it into a marketing plan that has truly transformed their private practice and that they can sustain over time and are continuing to book clients and get billed to the tippy top. Our goal is to inspire and teach you not just how to check off a list of marketing activities, but how to choose a marketing plan that really makes sense for you and your ideal clients. We really encourage you to come to that training live if you can. Why? Because we know you're more likely to do the thing if you listen live. And we want to bring you together with this amazing, inspiring community, which means more fun.
So right now we want to see, put your message together, post it. We love seeing how you've created your message from the beginning, the middle and the end. Uh, I know we're in the last few minutes here and then we'll go into Q&A, but it's time to do a giveaway for those of you who did your homework and posted the outcomes of your combos over in the free private practice community. You were entered to win a bonus drawing for $50 am of Amazon. Uh, we will be having these live on every one of the trainings, so be sure to take five minutes and post your homework. We know only a small percentage of people post, so it makes the odds really great. Um, let us know in the chat if you aren't, um, if you're going to post today, if you want to see that. Our winner for today is Tribi Yankovitz. Tribi Yankovitz. I'll let Miranda post the name in there. Um, all right. And then don't forget that we will be giving away a thousand bucks to one lucky live attendee this Friday. Be sure to attend live to learn and have a chance to win that. We're so excited to do something fun for you guys. It's been a year like no other and we need to have some fun. Yes. Yes. All right. We will also be giving away one entry to our business school bootcamp for therapists that teaches how to create a profitable, happy, streamlined group or solo practice. Woohoo! Who wants to win bootcamp? Yes. All right. So let's talk about something that everyone who's listening to this recording wins. Uh, while you are sharing your messages and support over there in the chat, I see the chat going. We want to share with you that Aspira CE is donating a code for three free CEs for everyone in attendance. This masterclass is um, approved for three CEs. We have other things that are approved for CEs as well, another masterclass as well. Um, we think that it's awesome. They have APA, NBC, CCEs, and more, and have four telehealth courses to get you on track. Plus, they provide the CEs for our business school bootcamp. Who wants to learn about business and get your CEs at the same time? So Miranda just posted the link and the code in there. Uh, go check out Aspire CE today to get started with the materials. You can easily see all the information you need, uh, and you can find out if your license is covered and all of that. So we talked about how to take your work uh, that you do with your clients that you love and turn it into a marketing message that compels them to call and schedule. Why? Because having a successful, happy, and full practice that you love means we need the right clients calling and scheduling, right? We know that therapists like you are great at marketing because you're great at empathizing. You understand that the best marketing messages meet clients where they're at. You now know how to use the client's language just like you do in the therapy room. And you understand how to instill hope and be clear about the next steps and invite your clients to take action. So your next step is to go into the free online community to download the step-by-step -step worksheet and to create your new marketing message for one of your niches, one of your clients that you love working with. Then share with your fellow masterclass attendees. You can post in the community so you can get some feedback and kudos and you can be entered into the drawing for $50, okay? Uh, we'll put the link in there again. We will be challenging you to refine this message and start integrating it into your website. We have some time to answer questions. We'll see how this goes with our tech stuff. I don't know, Miranda, if you want to shoot for trying for the headphones again, or I'll let you take the lead and I'll unmute. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So we're going to do our best to answer the questions um, we have in the time remaining. Oh. 
Ooh, Kelly, I like your message. How about, hey, Kelly, take out the question marks. Kelly Spiegel, take out the question marks and make it a statement. Is your child failing and upset and not talking to you about it? You're, you're a parent who's worried and stressed and you just want your child to succeed, but you see your child shut down when you try to talk to them. Speak as with statements and not questions, you guys. It makes it so much more powerful. Okay, let's try. How is it? I hear you. How are you guys hearing us? Is there any kind of um, issues? I mean, it is quieter. Hallelujah. I was like so afraid to try anything. <laughs> Make sure and post your questions under ask a question. We're going to be digging into that. Um, it's going to be super fun. We'll pull up here. Um, it's there all saying you're quiet. To me, it's, yeah. So, okay, I'm going to mute and you tell me when you want me to answer. I don't I, like I'm all I, okay we saw just I'm take your quiet. headphones out super quiet I can't hear now I can't hear you at all it mutes you when you take out your headphones okay We'll come back. There we go. Okay. So you can hear me now, but I, I don't, Kelly's going to mute and we'll just figure it out. <laughs> Following up on yesterday's session, how soon into the relationship can we have the outcomes conversation? You can have it right from the beginning. Um, there's some great um, answers happening, uh, people giving examples of how they did that, even in the first session. Um, Oh, I'm really excited about this, but I have zero clinical experience, not even practicum yet. Is it possible to identify my ideal clients and write ideal client marketing without having experience with actual clients? I would say probably that would be difficult. And I think you're going to be, but I think you going through this process before you get into practicum is going to allow you to do some journaling and you're going to come out of practicum with a lot more clarity. You're not going to usually be marketing to people without having gone through something. That said, remember too, it's not that you just have these experiences out in the world just in clinical conversations you could have these conversations with friends and family there's probably a reason that you went into this work and it's probably not just a clinical piece um, as well is it okay to ask clients to respond to outcomes questions in writing rather than discuss during session we think that this discussion in session for most clients is going to be most impactful but you can test it you can test having these conversations verbally you can test sending them in writing um, and see where that goes you're going to get very different information In bootcamp, we get one-on-one -on -one or group help with our marketing message and defining our niche. I'll let Kelly say this one. So in bootcamp, it is 
program. However, we respond to everyone's questions and boot campers can attest to how we do this. We have a very specific process in place where you will go through this process for niche pages on your website first and then on your homepage. As you create each piece of content, you will post it and ask for us to evaluate it until you get the hang of it. It gets to the point where clients, boot campers will post and then they keep practicing and then they're like, I got this and they figure it out. So we provide feedback on every piece of marketing within a group context so other people can see it because we all learn together. And we literally will do this via writing and sometimes even via video chat response, whatever's needed to get the message across. Oh, could you comment on the process of referring out when you're just beginning your practice? So this is so great. So this is always an interesting piece when, and this is whether you're just starting out or you've been in practice for 20 years, this art of knowing when a, when is it my internal anxiety within that I'm just referring everybody out because I'm just fearful that I'm never going to be good enough versus like being able to trust your deep intuition and knowing like, oh, this isn't a good fit. And I'll be honest, there have been times when I've just told people I was, I wasn't, because that was the easiest thing with that particular client to them down the path, right? I've also, as I got more confident, much easier for me to say, I'm not the right therapist for you, and I care about you enough to say, here's who I really want you to go and see, or here's three people. I'm just not a good fit. I can tell that I know where my wheelhouse is. I know where my magic is. I'm not that person. So really be... You're, it's going to be something that's going to um, develop over time. Looking at these questions has suddenly made me feel like an imposter. Even though I'm constantly getting training in my niche, working with trans kids and young adults, is that common with this exercise? Yes, and this is why it's important to have these conversations with your clients. <laughs> and see their experience because we need evidence to counteract the imposter gremlins because where is the evidence for you being an imposter you know so sometimes these conversations it's not just about boosting your ego but it's for you to get true fact feedback from the people who you most directly impact and i think that it I've seen it continue throughout the ages with people, whether they've been in this field for 30 years or not. Anytime they have something new or encounter uh, a new challenge or they're learning a new skill, we revert back, right, to um, some old habits and old ways of dealing with things. And so I think it's normal. And it's, it's sort of like, um, who said it? Is it Anne Lamont or? It was like about anxiety or Glennon Doyle anxiety it can like it doesn't get to drive the car it can sit alongside you so imposter syndrome it can be there but it doesn't get to drive the car you know what i mean you're driving the car and you're driving it on a road of fact and knowing and taking in accurate information and saying hey i know you're here right so it's not resisting it's just acknowledging and continuing to move forward through it What do you mean by ATP? Maybe you said it, but I missed because of the tech difficulties. So authentic transformation proposition, it's, an, it's our way of talking about a marketing message that really works for therapists. 
Um, so instead of talking about, oh, this is your marketing formula that works for you know selling tires, this is like, what do we provide as, as therapists? So it's this, who is the person? What are they struggling with? Um, who, how can we help and what's the outcome that they would get? And so your homework assignment is actually gonna walk you straight through that. So you'll download the worksheet um, or make a copy in Google Doc. You can print it out however you best work um, and you'll walk step-by-step step through the thing. So it'll be very clear as you go through the homework. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about this. I love it about how do you let a client know that you don't see a good fit after talking to them, especially if they really want to work with you. I'm gonna let Kelly jump in on this one. I think our ability of, as therapists to have hard conversations, we are the most skilled at that. So I think it's, you know, talking to a person and saying, you know, after hearing what you're going through, I know that somebody else would be a better fit for you based on these reasons or especially it's clinically it's saying as a clinician my ethic is that i want the best outcomes for my clients and some of the things you're struggling with i know someone who would be better to serve you and it's not in the best interest for you to get great outcomes for you to work with me um, I've appreciated you sharing with me so that I can help you. And here's who I think would be a great fit. And here's why. Um, and just saying like, I am here to serve you and I want what's best for you. And I, I know that I'm not the right fit for this and that's going to hurt your outcomes. And I want to give you the best shot because you're being really brave right now. So here's how and who can help. Okay, so I got a question. Um, I'm, I'm going to cover a couple of questions. One's really quick. I just have to find it. How can I enroll in boot camp? So enrollments are not open quite yet, but you can go and learn about all the stuff in boot camp and get all the details at the link that I just put in there. Um, we are going to be opening it up um, to the public on Friday. Um, so you'll be getting more information details, but go and check out that page, including um, some awesome case studies and lots of great information. And then let's go into how do I get, <laughs> how do I get into the classroom? There's like 17 questions about this. Um, and I think one of the things to know is that when you, when you go in for the first time, it's always a little bit tricky um, going through that process. Once you're in, it's much easier to just go back again and again, okay? If you are fully, fully stuck, please know. Just email help at zinnime.com. We can send you links to like exactly how to do that. But once you're set up with a, once you're set up and you have it logged in on your, on your desktop or even the app on your phone, it really is just clicking the link. You'll be able to get there, you know, look at everything and then type in your comment. It's super easy for the people that have done it. Once they got the hang of it, they're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, so please just know it will get easier. You will figure that out. It's just this initial startup phase. And then you'll be like, oh, this is so awesome and so organized. It's just the same process as if you were signing up for like Teachable or think it thick or something like that. This is a full online course, guys. Like this is not like a typical webinar 
with a couple of downloads. Like this is a free online course. Like we've gotten feedback from people saying, I paid $5,000 for what you guys gave in this free course. So this is not just a, a little something on the side to like get you guys on the thing and give us your email. Like this is a full course. So, you know, it's a little bit of a process, okay? Um, this feels like a silly question. Any guidance on how or where to track the outcomes conversation and integrate it um, on an ongoing basis? Two clients asked for access to the answers so they could be actively involved in the tracking, sort of like uh, a coaching engagement. Okay, so um, there are some things you can do. So you could create... Um, you can create like a form, like a Google form for your client to track on their own uh, so that they, they have their own tracking sheet and things like that. That's one way to do it. Um, I am one of those people that just did it in my notes and reference back to the notes. And then if they wanted it, I could email parts of the notes to them. Um, that was another option as well. I don't know, Miranda, if you have, you did more of some of the other kind of tracking with numbers. So if you're, so in terms of this kind of a space where you're having these in-depth conversations, I think putting it into the notes makes the most sense and giving clients the, the place of like, write down that maybe the homework assignment is to journal that information and then come back and then they can see, maybe they have like a therapy journal that's just for that. Um, so I would do it super simple. I wouldn't try to like create some kind of a, a crazy document to share with the client. That's me just because I'm not super organized and that would stress me out to have like a separate place. I would just say, hey, this is a, I'm glad that you benefited so much from this experience. Here's the list of questions that we reviewed today. Go over your journal and then we'll go into this next place. That's what I would do. If you're doing the SRS or ORS um, that we talked about, the like the actual scales from there, and again, that's an addition to this conversation, not an alternative to, in addition to, then I, I would use outcomes software or some other software to so that it just tracks it. That's that's my my thing for sure. Do we need to wait until Friday to apply for the CEs? Yes, you'll get the information. You do wanna actually do the training before you get CEs. So maybe there's a way you could like go in and take the test early and not actually do the thing. But ethically, you would feel gross, right? You would feel gross if you did that. You would be like, yeah, that's not cool. Um, but again, you can get your account set up, you can redeem the free code, like that's all fine. But in terms of taking the test and actually getting your CE certificate, yeah, Friday would be the day for that. Let's see. I'm still working on networking with therapists in my area, so I'm very limited as to who to know to refer out to. Any suggestions before, besides encouraging them to use their insurance or psych, psychology today? I know there were some other questions about psychology today and I, I do wanna address that. Um, so let's start changing that. Let's start reaching out to therapists. And if you don't have anyone that's a good referral, you at least can teach people how to find the right therapist. 
Um, so I don't tell them just look at your insurance. I say, go to their website, look at the message. Does it feel like, oh, they understand me. If so, then have an initial consultation call with them. After that call, you still ask yourself, do they understand me? Do, they, do I think they can help me? Um, so using LinkedIn to start getting connected with the therapist in your area is important as well. And it, it won't take a lot of time. But um, there was a question about psychology today about like, should you use it or not? Um, and things like that. So tomorrow we're gonna go over some of the ways people are um, marketing. And I just wanna say that if you only do marketing that aligns with your values and ethics and not everyone's values aligns with some of these companies, so you get to decide uh, what works for you. And there's never this one thing that makes all the difference. Um, so don't feel like if I don't do this because I can't support what this company does, you know, then yeah, I see Shannon posting, um, that know that that's okay. And the only way we can change systems is by revolting against them and creating new ones that are better and more inclusive and supportive of our ideals and ethics as therapists. Okay, I got oh, so many. I love all your questions about marketing. I recently read an article that said Wix better SEO than Squarespace. Do you folks still stand by Squarespace as the best um, for SEO? The analytics this way, but SEO. Yes, we still stand Squarespace. In fact, we just um, Kelly had a conversation with an expert that said they hate Wix. <laughs> that they will do SEO on Wix one, one website per month because it's such a not great experience. And they're looking at like just stopping doing that altogether. Um, so we teach therapists through bootcamp how to actually do their own SEO. We don't feel like usually most therapists, they don't need to spend thousands of dollars on SEO and outsource it. It's really an easy process, especially at the basic level. Sometimes if you're in a really populated area, you can have someone go in and do some other additional white hat SEO strategies. But the basic stuff you don't need to go and pay for. It's really like filling out a form. It's it's very easy. Um, so no, we still stand by Squarespace and not just for the SEO reason, also for the design reason and the customer service. Um, if we have a full practice and aspire to build a more streamlined system and enjoy more time for the craft of therapy, is the free call still useful? I tend to struggle with the time for these calls as I get three to five requests every day. It becomes a stressful at best. I also struggle with keeping it to 15 minutes and wind up doing therapy on the phone at times. Sandra, the, you need the bootcamp consultation scripts and course about exactly how to do this. And know that if you're getting three to five client, client calls per day, and those people are not converting into, into therapy and you're not like completely packed and full, something's wrong. If you have a group practice and you need that, then we need to train a receptionist, which we show how to do in the conversations that convert as well, on how to have those conversations and come up with a process for your group practice. You should not be on the phone three to five times a day. This is also where sometimes our marketing message and honing that can help 
can again deflect people who have no intention of doing with us and that are not a good fit from ever getting on the phone and calling us. So there's so much that we can do to streamline this process, but that phone call of giving some informed consent and getting them started so that they have all their paperwork filled out, they've um, they you've screened out somebody who's really not appropriate, you've screened for safety, all these other pieces. Like we, we don't want to get rid of that in most cases, in most cases. Sorry, there's so many email, so many messages. Oh, this one, Kelly's going to do this one. Do you recommend following up after 15 minute free consultation? I have several clients that have said they wanted to start therapy, but needed more time, finances in order, or get through a busy period. Do you recommend following up? There's a couple of things here that are happening. So when people say that, I wonder if we're really dealing with it with what is going on. It could be truly that they're like, whoa, I did not know therapy was going to be less investment. And you've had a conversation about all of their options. Because to me, my biggest concern is, is that if someone is calling, we want to get them into support as quickly as possible. That is our prime chance right? The, if they put it off, I don't want their pain to worsen. I don't want their depression to worsen, the anxiety to worsen, psychosis, whatever it is that they're experiencing. So I think that um, there is something about like, what is happening in this conversation? Have we dived into really, truly what their resources is are and what they can do? And if ultimately it is truly that they're determined to work with you um, and they, they're, they're like committed, what you can do is have something like on your website where you just say, uh, if you ever want to know when I have openings in my practice, you can put in your email here. It doesn't guarantee a slot or anything, but this is where I announce when I have openings. Um, but I don't follow up with people um, in that way because typically I find there is something else happening in the combo that you really need to dig in a little bit more deeply because if they are in pain, ethically, I feel bound to to making sure that I've done my best to serve them and get them connected with what can fit with their financial need or their time constraints. Yesterday, when I asked the questions to my client at the end, I told him we were gonna do that, uh, do that a couple of months later. But should I ask the same questions or are they different? You're probably going to check in, right? You're gonna look at the answers, what they said before, and you're gonna ask very similar questions. What is different now? Have we made progress on your goals since the last time we talked? How do we meet those? Are there additional goals? Did they say, well, if we could only do this, I'd feel excited about graduating from, from therapy. And then you go, wow, we, we reached your goals. And they go, you know what I realized though, I really wanna work on this before I'm really ready to graduate. So you may extend the goal and go through the process. Um, so it's about the things that have changed over time. Even the pandemic questions, it could be like, what's different right now on your daily basis? What are the things that you've shifted and changed that are working for you now um, that you hadn't done? Like there's lots of things, Kelly and I, we both started paddleboarding um, through this pandemic. It's felt like a really great social distancing activity. And it's one of the things that they never really closed down. They never closed down water sports in San Diego. You just couldn't hang out on the beach. And I was like, well, then I'll have my beach and I can take it into the ocean and stay away from people. And so it's what has worked for people. So it, it's very similar. 
Um, I'm working as an independent contractor. There's a scheduling phone line posted on the website and the way I'm sent referrals. Oftentimes patients call that number but are unable to get through to me causing frustration and loss of securing patient. Any tips for me on this? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a fun one to answer. There's something that you need to have a conversation with the person you're contracted with. Are they adhering to the contract that they agreed to? So in your contract um, is they agreed to provide certain kind of um, the work to you. And so if they're impeding that, that could be an issue in terms of them holding up their side of their agreement. So I would go to them and see if there's a solution there as well. As an independent contractor, you technically own your own business. So um, that is something I want to ask you, Sarah, of if they can't do it well, maybe you could do it better for yourself but definitely have a conversation with them to see if they can come up with a solution because this is not okay. <laughs> Miranda, do you have more to say? Oh, so much more, but I'm going to skip it because we're running to the end of the three or the, the end of the, the process or what have you. And um, I, I don't think it would be beneficial. Well, I'm going to say this. There's a lot of people who get full um, when they have a solo practice. And then it feels like the next logical step step is to move into a group practice and so they simply start hiring people um, but they don't actually learn how to do a group practice how to be an employer um, how to figure out what is legal and ethical how to come up with good, good business processes and what have you and the sad part is that that process doesn't just lead to the clinicians like the, the employees or contractors not making a good sustainable income and not being empowered to do great work, but it also leads to the owners of the group practice not making money and not getting profit and often feeling a sense of like frustration that they're working so hard and they're not getting any profit from it. In fact, there's a lot of group practice owners that join bootcamp that find out like, oh my gosh, I would be making more money if I wasn't a group practice owner. And then suddenly they start implementing what we teach and they go, oh my gosh, this is huge. Like I have a client, one of our boot campers who went from barely making two or $3,000 of profit per month to having $15,000 profit months, right? She's working her tail off to get all that going, but like it's huge, but for years, she was working and had like a full caseload and was making less money. All of her money of what she would profit as an individual was literally going into her group practice and the employees she's working with and expenses. So I think it's such an important piece to kind of realize. So it's a little bit of a thing. So, okay, let's talk about what you need to do from here. For those of you, there is still 240 of you here. That is fantastic. So there's a couple steps. One, for those of you who are asking like what's included in bootcamp, what does that look like? You can go and check out um, our bootcamp page. It's like our little interest, pa interest page. Um, if you get on the interest list right now, there's some cool stuff that you might get early access to. So let me just say, if you're someone who likes to be in the know and you like first dibs and all of that kind of stuff, do go get on the interest list like right this second, okay? Um, there's some special stuff just for people that are on the interest list. 
So go and do that. So that's number one, okay? Number two, do um, check out the step-by-step, -step, the download of the material. Um, uh, our admin is actually um, listening to this so she can post the magic link. If you haven't gotten in community successfully, if you haven't created an account yet, click on that magic link and get that. Otherwise, I'll click over to the, uh, I'll send you a direct link to the homework for today. And again, once you have an account, then when you click on the homework, it'll go right to where you need to be, okay? So we have the magic link if you don't have an account yet in the classroom. And then the second part is we have the direct link to the homework, okay? You'll do the little download. It is a Google Drive. If you are freaked out by like the Google Drive download, it's literally like in the copy, like we have it in content, so you can just copy and paste it. Like we try to make it as like tech easy as possible. If you're fully shut down, just email help at zenimi.com and we can help you identify that, that process, okay? The last thing I'm gonna ask you guys to do, how many of you guys feel like, oh my gosh, this is like blowing my mind. I've got work to do, but like I'm like really benefiting from this. If you are really benefiting from this, if you can see how this is going to really like rock your world and change your clinical practice and have a really big impact on you, I'm going to be, what is that called? Um, there's a word. I'm gonna be shameless. I'm gonna be shameless and ask you to please like share your share with your friends. Like tell them about this. Um, because I think what we're doing and just reading over the comments of like what people were experiencing in those sessions, like it was bringing me to tears. Like this is like so freaking freaking cool. I want twice as many people here tomorrow as we're here today. I want you bringing your friends going, this have to be here. This is the place to be. Like, this is it. Send out the recording to your colleagues. Because this is the other part that's so important is that if you have other people who are with you, who are in alignment, they are going to support you. They're not going to look and go, well, I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. And that seems really weird because they don't know what you know. So get other people on your side. Get other people hooked in so they can be your buddy and your support network. And Kelly... Thank you all for being here. I love seeing your comments. I know it's a lot. We give deeply and freely because we find this is important, especially this year out of all years, this is where a lot of this has been born from. And I'm grateful for all of your participation, for showing up. I'm so excited for the experience of the people who are gonna work with you. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna be amazing. Uh, we've updated like live case studies. Miranda's been working until this morning, getting up-to-date case studies on what people are doing right now. So we are going to share a lot of case studies so that you can be inspired, but also get some ideas and to learn how to put this into a marketing plan, okay? So tomorrow is the marketing plan. COVID shit creek survivor. <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll see you later. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you go and check out the show notes to go and get all your freebies, downloads, and to join our free, amazing private practice community. It will be so lovely to engage with you there and get to know you and your practice and how we can help you take it to that next level.
I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.